Welcome to ARM's Let's Talk Solutions podcast. I'm your host, David Fournier, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about solutions to risks, hazards, and issues that matter to our ministries. Hello and welcome uh, to this Let's Talk podcast, Let's Talk Solutions. Uh, I'm excited to be able to meet with you on this first podcast from Adventist Risk Management. And today is a really exciting and important topic. We want to talk about going to the Camporee. Maybe you're planning to attend the International Camporee in Gillette, Wyoming uh, later this year. I hope you are. And we'd like to talk to you a little bit about safety, preparing to go to the Camporee as well as at the Camporee. And I am joined by some wonderful guests. I want to introduce them to you uh, today. Uh, today, joining me, I have Dr. David Mayer. Um, hello, Dr. Dr. Mayer. Uh, welcome. We're really glad that you're with us today. Dr. Mayer has been um, an emergency, in emergency medicine for quite a number of years, uh, and he has enjoyed being the medical director at the Camporee for the last three Camporees prior to this one. Is that right? That's correct. Fantastic. That's right. It's hard not to say going to Oshkosh, but now I'm, I'm, I'm I have it. I think going to Gillette. Yeah, I've been making that mistake regularly. We will probably hear it yet before this uh, podcast is over. So welcome, and uh, we're thankful to be in good hands with somebody who has had uh, the experience that you've had, and also really appreciate that you are a Bible student and a follower of Jesus. You know, when we get together with the volunteers and the team members of our campery, we're not just talking about amazing professionals who care about bringing their vocation to our active service in this event. We're talking about people who truly are followers of Christ. And ah, it's just it's exciting to partner together. So uh, I want to introduce also uh, Pamela Kruger, who is a nurse. And now do I understand that this is also not your first uh, camporee and maybe maybe even many more camporees? I don't know. How many is that? Five? This will be my fifth camporee, yes. I was trying to think who I worked with the very first time, and I'm not sure we had a medical director the very first time. Oh. <laughs> we may have just been winging it. I don't remember. Well, it's wonderful to have you and uh, your vast experience, not only at the Campery, but also in, as, a, as a nurse and in administration uh, and emergency rooms. I understand you have a great deal of your experience in emergency work. Um, okay, uh, last but certainly not least, and you're going to have to help me with, with pronunciation because I, I don't like to get it wrong. Uh, another nurse, Cindy, and if you could help me with your last name. Aguanaga. No, okay. Did I do okay? Okay. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's very good. Uh, again, another nurse who's experienced in the emergency uh, work specifically. So we're looking forward to having your uh, expertise as part of, part of our campery. All right. Well, as we get started, I really want to turn the time over to you. Um, and have you share a little bit more about um, what we can expect 
and what we should plan for, especially around health and safety, getting to and at the camporee. From my perspective, I really want to frame this conversation around one singular goal. The one goal is we want to protect our pathfinders and our volunteers. We want them to have a safe, happy experience. We want them to go home richly blessed, enhanced by their experience, and not have some terrible uh, accident that, that really ruins their memory and their experience. But if they have some sort of little thing that comes up along the way, that there is the right solutions in place. So I want to turn things over to you. If you will help us walk through uh, what we should know about health and safety. Okay. Well, I will, um, I'll start with a little introduction here. Um, this team of uh, Pam, who has been taking care of nursing and Cindy, who has experience uh, in military and in EMS, as well as in emergency nursing. Uh, this has been my core executive team for my last three uh, Pathfinder camperies. Uh, and so this will be our fourth one together as a team. And um, I'm looking forward to working with them. It, it uh, works well when you work with somebody that you've worked with before. Um, we uh, uh, have spent a lot of time in prayer and, and conversation, and uh, we've visited uh, Gillette and, uh, and visited uh, Homeland Security for the state of Wyoming. Wyoming has been much more actively involved than Wisconsin was, although uh, 20 years ago now, um, uh, we were more actively involved with the state of Wisconsin, I think, and then it just kind of unfolded as we had became uh, accustomed to working up in West, uh, up in uh, Wisconsin. But um, we are solidly entrenched in in Wyoming. We've met with the local hospital, and we have had meetings uh, uh, on site with the hospital and the hospital administrators. And we've had some uh, Zoom meetings as well. Uh, with them, and we've met in Cheyenne with the uh, Department of um, Homeland Security uh, several times in in putting together the background that provides um, the support that we need from the state. We also have uh, uh, met together with the local EMS, and Cindy can talk a little bit about that. But um, we we uh, do our EMS coordination under uh, the EMS uh, regulations that are in on, on site there. So um, when I talk to the um, uh, Department of uh, Homeland Security and had some other meetings with administrators in different uh, departments for the state, such as the police and fire, et cetera, um, my introduction was that Pathfinders is leading a group of young people to get to know Jesus. And I said, they're, they're the kind of people that you want to have as your neighbors. And um, this camporee we would like to have so that when we, uh, that you anticipate us when we come and when we're there, you'll think this is very nice as a community. And then when we leave, you'll want to say, that was so nice. When can we have you back again? And we will say, well, it won't be next week or next month. It'll be five years from now if Jesus doesn't. And so uh, along that lines, uh, the numbers that we've pulled together for the past 
three camporees is our medical team has seen about 250 patient visits every day. And if we just let that number of patients visit the community health care, that would overwhelm the healthcare system there. So we're very um, cognizant of wanting to make sure that the healthcare system there uh, has been at least screened through a medical team. So we have uh, doctors that are board certified and we have the nursing team. And then Cindy will talk about the EMS roving um, team that we have that will help um, help that. One of the other things I say to the group uh, that I've said it several times is um, Pathfinders are a club and every club um, has done lots of things on their own. They've gone camping, they've gone to a variety of places. They take care of their meals and they take care of them, uh, of their medical needs. And so we anticipate that this will also be the case here, that they will um, take care of that. And Pam will talk a little bit more about the things we want to make sure that they remember to, to, to put together. Um, and they will come as a unit. We will just be that, that additional health care support for them uh, so that they won't have to go to the community unless the community unless their needs are greater and then they can go to the community uh, for those kind of things. So we won't be taking any appendix out or we won't be doing those kind of things, you know, on site. Um, not that we couldn't or wouldn't want to do that, but we won't be doing that. We'll pass that on. Um, so um, I we start uh, each of our meetings usually you know, with a, uh, you know, asking Jesus to uh, guide us, and we we look at um, that our touch of the campers is not just uh, from our medical standpoint, but we would like to um, use this as an opportunity to encourage each one of us as healthcare providers to talk about Jesus with each and every encounter that we have, so that we can reconnect with that uh, and use that as as we go on with our healthcare. Uh, elsewhere. The uh, care that we provide there, uh, like I mentioned, there will be people that uh, can do the surgery if they needed to or are full EMS uh, related, and their, their skills are much more than what we're going to provide. We're going to provide basic medical care. If it needs more than that, we've met with the community health services, and we will provide that, that information and let the community take care of anything that's more than just basic medical care. Very good. Yeah, it's good to make that connection. I think between, um, I like to do that for, for all of our risk management topics as well. You know, Jesus came here as the great healer and he was mingling with people and he was meeting their needs and his acts of service um, were also uh, you know, practical acts of, of care and healing, but they were spiritual blessings as well. So um, it's, it's an important connection that we make that whatever we're doing, whether it's safety, security, or in your case with a medical care, these are spiritual acts of service. So thank you for that. So, um, just handing it on to, to Pam for some of the details of what we'd want to have um, it's from medical and from the nursing side. 
Thank you for the opportunity. Um, as Dr. Mayer said, we um, we hope that we're a well-oiled machine and we've worked well together for several camperees prior to this one. And um, we have learned from each camperee what works and what doesn't work. So hopefully the information that um, I would like to share with you is will make your campery and the Pathfinders campery a, a pleasant experience and keep as much um, illness and injuries away as possible. So the top of mind that I would like for every camper, whether it's a volunteer from Pastor Ron Whitehead all the way down to the very youngest um, camper is water. Water, 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 inside and outside. Um, it is important to drink. Um, what we have discovered in the past is that um, sometimes our young campers do not appreciate the um, non-flushable facilities, um, so they don't want to drink because then they don't have to use the bathroom. Um, but it is important to drink for many, many reasons. Um, I would suggest that each camper have an insulated water bottle or a camelback so that they always have water with them. Every camper needs to plan for not less than 48 ounces of water, preferably 64 ounces of water every single day. Um, I strongly suggest that caffeine is avoided. It causes you to get rid of more fluid than what you should. And plan for a powdered Gatorade or Powerade um, to be added to one water bottle each day. Lack of water is going to cause problems such as constipation, which causes terrible belly pain, which causes an unpleasant experience. Um, other, other concerns with insufficient water intake is dehydration, fainting, headaches, muscle cramps, and you're just out of gas. Not, not much energy. So water, water, water. Now, Pam, along with that, um, the the altitude is going to be a quite a bit different than a lot of people are used to. So it's a little drier and you don't feel it. So that's where you definitely need that water that you're talking about. It's about 44,000 or 4,400 uh, feet uh, at, yes. the, at the campus there. Yes, and uh, um, we will talk a little bit more about that um, in, in a, a little bit farther down in the in our conversation. Um, it's hot during the day. It's cold at night. You're in the desert, so need to plan for significant temperature swings. Make sure you have sunscreen. Um, you'll be busy during the day, not realizing how much fun you're having, and then all of a sudden, the sunburn kicks in and then you're very, very uncomfortable. Also bug spray. We wanna make sure that we keep, um, avoid the bug bites that are out there. You want clothes for warm weather. As I said, it's hot during the day and you want clothes for cold weather, it's cold at night. So when you think about going to the evening program, bring a jacket, bring a sweatshirt, bring a blanket. Um, you want a warm sleeping bag for at night. It's always good to have a sheet tucked inside that sleeping bag just in case it's warmer than what we think and an extra blanket. And we never know what the weather is going to be like. So rain geared with a poncho or an umbrella so that 
um, you're somewhat protected for that type of weather. These are really good points. Um, I hope that our Pathfinder Club directors are making note of these because these are really, really critical. If you haven't visited this particular location, these are points to really emphasize with your, your club. Uh, rain can come right up and wind be very high. Uh, you can have some unexpected experiences there. Thank you for yeah, this. You're welcome. And you're in the desert. So it's right. going to be, it's going to be dry when that wind kicks in, you're going to, um, you're going to get dust. So, you know, have some sunglasses handy to help keep the, the dust out of your eyes. Um, we have experienced in past camperies where some of our uh, younger campers get confused and think they're going to a fashion show. So they are not wearing comfortable shoes. They'll be wearing heels. We have had uh, a couple occasions where campers had full thickness blisters on the bottom of their feet where they were not able to walk because of the, the blisters and the pain. So comfortable shoes, keep the heels at home, um, bring flat shoes or tennis shoes for marching in the parade. You also wanna make sure you have flip-flops or some equivalent footwear to wear in the shower. Several pair of cotton socks. Um, plan for a couple of pair of socks a day if your feet gets hot and sweaty, or if your feet get wet from rain, you wanna make sure you have dry socks. And then um, two pair of tennis shoes, again, for the same reason. If one gets wet, um, then you've got a dry pair of tennis shoes while the, the wet pair is, um, is drying. You're gonna be walking miles every day. It's, um, there's more walking than what many people will be used to. Um, I also suggest that every camper, adult and pathfinder have a backpack of some sort. And in that backpack, at a minimum, you want to keep some hand sanitizer in there. That's going to be our um, top priority to ward off any type of communicable disease, such as colds and that type of thing that may want to, <clears throat> excuse me, spread rampant. Odd as it sounds, keep a roll of toilet paper in the backpack. If you happen to go into a bathroom and all of a sudden the toilet paper is gone, you're going to be glad for that extra roll of toilet paper. Keep a small package of cleaning wipes, such as Lysol wipes or some brand um, of that sort. And then a great place to keep your water bottle if you're not uh, going to be using a Camelback. So our medical services that are available, we will have physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, nurses, EMS, and many support staff. Our medical building is staffed 24-7. We, as Dr. Mayer said, we provide basic care. Um, we will use our local county EMS support. Um, some critical points for our Pathfinder leaders to, um, to really pay attention to and make a priority is you must have copies of the medical form for not only your Pathfinders, but for the adults. And I would suggest making at least three copies of those because if you need to bring one in to, uh, to the medical building, and we keep it, or for some reason they go into the urgent care or the hospital and they keep the copy, um, you'll have copies then for any future um, need. Pathfinders cannot just come into the medical building um, unless it is a true emergency without an adult present. We must have an adult sponsor there to treat that Pathfinder. Um, we wanna make sure that we have all their information, that we're not giving them medication that 
maybe they are allergic to or they shouldn't have. Each club needs to keep with them some Tylenol, some Advil, uh, ibuprofen, peroxide, basic wound care supplies, and keep the medication secured. We don't want medication just laying around where kids can just um, inadvertently um, get into the medication and then we have bigger problems to deal with. Um, as, as odd as it seems, um, make sure that all your campers that um, are of the appropriate age have their feminine hygiene supplies, even if they don't think they're going to need it. The change in altitude, um, change in environment, change in groups of people just cause funny things to happen with our young females and they don't want to be caught off guard without having those supplies. Um, other important information that we would like to share with the team is please make a copy of each camper's insurance card. And um, I would suggest that the adult sponsors have just a small binder that they keep all this information in and keep it on their person. It's a great thing to stick in a backpack so that in the event it's needed, then you have it. We do not need an insurance card at the medical building. There's no charge for the services that the medical volunteers are providing. However, if that um, camper needs to go into the local hospital or urgent care, they will want um, to have that insurance card. We have had times in the past where this has been a little problematic. So please make sure you have that insurance card copy um, and the local hospital and urgent care and EMS system are advised that they will not automatically be billing Adventist risk management unless they have the appropriate documentation that insurance has been purchased through Adventist risk management. Um, EMS will require a copy of the insurance card if they happen to transport a patient. Um, <clears throat> so the insurance card and the medical forms are, are very important. And the medical team, we will not be contacting parents or the contact number unless it's a true emergency. So it will be important that that sponsor is with the, the child, uh, the pathfinder, so they can relay that information back. Please share with your parents of uh, the Pathfinders and the contact persons of all campers that um, during this camporee, they need to keep their cell phones on and close to them and to please answer unrecognizable numbers. Um, medical team, if we do need to call, may be calling from their personal cell phone or we may call from a landline and it will come across as an unknown number um, sometimes it may even show up as spam, but please answer those calls. We will identify ourselves and um, let them know why we are calling. So um, in that binder, keep a copy of your camper's medical form, a copy of the camper's insurance card, and a copy of the parent's contact information. Medications. This is hugely important for both our adults and for the pathfinders, we, um, if you have campers that are diabetic, if you have campers that take blood pressure medication, if you have campers that um, have asthma, if you have campers that are allergic to bees or nuts or anything else, please make sure that you um, have all that medication packed. Bring enough for the length of time that you'll be gone and some extra. The, um, we wanna make sure that you don't run out. Make sure that you have that on your checklist of things to pack and that you check your 
luggage prior to leaving um, for your diabetics. You want to make sure it includes their testing equipment. Um, and if they are using um, a disc that's connected to their cell phone to make sure they've got cell phone chargers and all the things that they need with that. Also be aware that the altitude um, is high. Um, it's, it's somewhere around that close to 4,500, 5,000 feet, and you will feel short of breath, even without exertion. That's just a natural thing um, that you'll feel while you're out there. You may acclimate by about the end of the campery, but be prepared for that, um, that shortness of breath. So those are just some basic um, things that we believe as a medical team will help to create a more pleasant and successful camporee with regard to the medical component. Um, my information is on the website, so uh, anyone can feel free to email me or call me with any medical questions that we have, and I will answer or direct to Dr. Mayer um, and Cindy as appropriate. Thank you very much. I will now turn this over to Cindy, who will talk to you about our first responders. Um, I'm glad you said, uh, uh, Pam, first responders. We um, we called it EMS, and in the past, we've had um, some of our uh, EMS providers that um, are excellent at what they do, and they've worked in some pretty challenging places so they have a lot of experience and in this this location they're more acting in their first responder uh, role and so Cindy will address that as to what what we do and how we uh, how we approach this hi everyone our first responders will consist of they can be paramedics EMTs nurses everybody likes to help and go on the golf carts, they'll be assigned. <laughs> it's just a fun thing to do. Um, they'll be assigned to specific uh, areas. We're gonna divide up the camp um, so that they're not going from one end to the other end. Um, they will be there to assist if needed, um, treat, first aid treats, they got blisters, you know, whatever the case may be, or even if they're, you know, they're having an allergic reaction, they can help and assist the um, camper with their EpiPen or their inhaler or get them to their camp fast enough so they, they can use their own equipment, their own medications. Um, if need be, they will be transported to the medical building for you know, a more um, in-depth assessment and or transported to the uh, community hospital. Uh, we're trying not to do that so we don't um, overwhelm the medical system. Um, they will all be trained in CPR. They'll know how to use the AED that they'll be having. Um, any true emergencies, traumas, um, they, we will dispatch for our uh, dispatch dispatchers to um, call 911 to have EMS out if need be. Hopefully we won't um, need that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Cindy. You, um, I don't know if we put that down, but um, 
uh, our dispatchers at the medical unit will be doing the ones to call 911. We don't want everybody to call 911 if there's a situation. Uh, we will we will direct it through the medical, and then uh, if 911 is appropriate, we'll go from there. Otherwise, our our first responders will will respond first, and these golf carts are are going to be not looking exactly like golf carts because we'll we're repurposing them for their first responder carts. They'll they'll have enough equipment and the knowledge to sustain, stabilize the camper or volunteer as needed till uh, EMS gets there. Uh, also, um, I also want to reiterate that, you know, the golf carts are there to help for medical needs. We are not going to be, um, we're not, the, you know, they can't just jump on and we're not going to transport them from point A to point B because they're tired. We're all tired. Um, so uh, it's only rides that are needed. Um, yeah. What else can I tell it's, you? And it's, hard, it's hard to say no if somebody says, well, I'd like to <laughs> ride here. <laughs> it's it's hard to say no. So I think if if each club lets their campers know that when they see a uh, EMS uh, card that they're that they're on their rotations and they should just let them do their job and not mm -hmm. ask. Oh, I just want to go here or there. Just please don't do it. Um, also, in regards to our EMS personnel, our first responder personnel, is that they will be using what's in our jump bag only. They will not be permitted to bring their own personal supplies. We want to make sure everything is consistent. Um, and uh, know the radio frequencies, whatever, whoever they need to contact. So everything will be, we'll make sure that everybody has access to a radio, their golf cart, their jump bag. Um, I can't think of anything else that uh, we could do. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I wanted to add um, lesson learned from prior camperies in what created some backlog in the medical building was um, getting the campers back to their campsite after they've been seen and treated at the medical building. So we will have designated golf carts and volunteer drivers that will take the campers who have been seen and treated at the medical building back to their site. You know, if somebody has a sprained ankle, it's pretty um, not nice of us to say, now hobble back you know, half a mile to your campsite. <laughs> and, you know, so um, we, we do have that service provided. And one of our goals as the medical leadership team is to really make this a positive experience. We love our volunteers. We've made some lifelong friendships working with the volunteers. And it's important that our, our medical volunteers come with a positive attitude come ready to serve Jesus, come ready to be tired, to be exhausted, to be blessed, and to be a blessing. So, you know, it's it's hard for us that have been in the medical profession for a long time not to practice at the top of our license. None of us will be practicing with the full capability that we have done in our professional life. And, and that can be a little... Um, 
a little hard for some people to deal with. So um, we we very much appreciate our volunteers, and we ask that our volunteers um, be positive about working in the parameters that we have established for them. And if that doesn't work, um, then um, there may be other opportunities for them to volunteer elsewhere on the grounds. But we really we need to maintain our um, we need to do what we say we're going to do and not overstep our bounds and and we want Gillette to want us back. Um, yeah, we I think we said last time and it went smoother. Uh, we started out saying absolutely no no grumbling or complaining mm -hmm. and right. that uh, like we did with our kids, you know, no whining. But uh, <laughs> uh, and if, if you have a complaint, uh, we'll have a complaint meeting. Uh, the week after Camp Re, um, uh, if you'd like to come to that, you can. Uh, otherwise, uh, if if you if you're overwhelmingly feel unsatisfied with something, I'll be glad to write you a note that says thank you for your interest in our being part of our medical care. Uh, we hope you enjoy the Camp Re. Well, thank you so much. These are uh, really really important. Uh, notes and points that you shared with us. Uh, thank each of you for your expertise in coordinating such an incredibly large endeavor. Uh, I caught water. That's something that our campers need to be prepared for. Our clubs need to remind people, water, water, water. Uh, they're not going to want to as much as they need to. So we need to emphasize that being prepared for the sun, the hot and the cold. We could be experiencing both hot and being prepared for cold as well. Lots and lots of walking. One of the things I like about this campground is that it is maybe organized in a more centralized way. Um, I, I'm excited about what that might mean for some of our campers not having to cross like from the very far end to, to get to one thing. A little more centralized. However, it's you can't bring this many people anywhere and not have to do a lot of walking. Uh, it's a lot of people, so it's a lot of space. We will be doing lots of walking. So those dry socks and the right shoes, really, really important to get that in our planning process. And then thank you so much again for just outlining the sort of the big picture strategy of what is the purpose of your team? Uh, what are you trying to achieve and how that integrates into the local community? Uh, because if if our club leaders uh, can kind of be on that same strategy, if they can prepare parents uh, for that as well, that'll be really, really important. Um, going in with the right information, we'll talk a little more about insurance in just a minute, uh, but having those medical releases, parent information, contact information ahead of time, really, really important. Um, I appreciated your do not leave home without comments for medication, inhalers and whatnot. Um, and just thank you so much for sharing with us, you know, what the, the overall strategy is. Yeah. If I could add one more thing, um, the more I talk, the more I think of things and I will update the PowerPoint um, as well to add this information. Um, one of the things that will be different from my understanding um, in Gillette than what has been in Oshkosh is that the golf cart traffic is not going to be integrated with the foot traffic. So golf cart traffic will be on the perimeters. 
Now, that being said, the medical golf carts will have to be with the foot traffic. Um, there will be times that the medical golf carts need to respond quickly. And um, we have in the past used air horns. And even using air horns, we have struggled with the foot traffic moving out of the way. So as Pathfinder leaders and adult sponsors, when you hear those air horns coming, it's in the best interest of everyone's safety um, to move out of the way of the golf cart, as well as it will allow us to get to where we need to go um, more quickly to deal with that potential medical emergency. That's part of being a good Pathfinder is being a good citizen. And that means when there's medical professionals or other emergency responders, you want to facilitate their ability to do their job, your ability. So really important. Yeah. There will be a number of the, these uh, medical golf carts uh, that uh, um, will be out there. With um, they'll, they'll have two people in each golf cart. And Cindy and PM, I don't remember how many golf carts they're going to have this time, but it's been somewhere between six to ten golf carts will be rotating around uh, at all times. So, well, how many? Ten to twelve teams. Ten to twelve team teams. So they'll be they will be present in in all of the different places. Uh, Cindy's looked over the um, the map and, and is starting to to put those places where they're going to go uh, listed out. It's important. Well, you know, if you think of more things, you don't hesitate to speak up as we keep moving forward here. I want to touch on, you mentioned insurance and some folks are curious about um, when is the insurance going to be available and what does that look like? Um, so we, Adventist Risk Management does prepare an insurance policy for uh, campers to purchase in advance of the campery. And that should be available for us to purchase starting sometime April 1st is what we're shooting for of this year. Uh, there is a United States based um, for an insurance policy for United States based clubs and attendees. Uh, and again, it's for accidents and emergency illness. Um, the coverage dates are uh, for the actual days of the campery, August 5 through 11 with additional days for the direct travel to and from the campery. You know, the campery is an amazing event. Getting to and from the campery is also part of the adventure. And uh, we always hear great stories um, of, of the interesting that happen, things that happen on the way to or from the, the campery. The cost is uh, $9.61 per individual, but for every application that's made, it's there's a $20 fee that that's really important to know. And I'm giving you like an inside clue here, uh, a way to hack the system. Don't buy them one at a time. <laughs> Make sure that you get your whole club on there or even combine with multiple clubs to have as many people on there. So you pay the, the application fee, that flat fee just once. Uh, I would actually encourage you to do it as close to your travel dates as possible as well. I almost never tell people to wait to the last minute to do things because it's not normally a great practice. But in this case, if you have somebody adding late or dropping off late, you don't want to have to pay for them and, and, and go through that experience or have to add 
you know, a new person for $9.61 plus $20 just for that one person. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to give you a, some clues here on how you can uh, maximize your dollars a little bit on that. That policy includes accidental death and dismemberment, a limit about $50,000, accident medical expense of $50,000, sickness medical of $10,000, Repatriation of remains for fifty thousand. Emergency medical evacuation for fifty thousand. There's no deductible, and it is primary cover. Uh, so if you um, are sending your kids to this campery, I highly encourage your club to make sure you have that in place for everyone. And again, that is for U.S.-based clubs. All right. That is also what I call a little bit of a goodwill policy. Uh, because if something does happen to your camper along the way, uh, this is a policy that can respond without um, parents having to feel like they have to bring a grievance to your organization. There's no lawsuits involved. There's no complaints. It's, yep, there's a policy in place. There's money that can respond. And that's a positive uh, goodwill building kind of experience. Uh, so I like that about it. If you are bringing a club from, let's say, outside of the United States, uh, Canada, or uh, pretty much anywhere else in the world, uh, we have a, another type of insurance policy called short-term travel, which we encourage you to use anytime you're traveling outside of your home country. Uh, really important coverage. And that is already available at, at AdventistRisk.org. We're going to, of course, share links to the Camperee website, to short-term travel, uh, to our PowerPoint presentation supporting documents, and anything else we, we can think of to add value to your experience in the show notes so that you have access to everything here, all the details. Our medical team already mentioned the permission and release forms, really, really important uh, on the medical side. Also just really important that people release, uh, provide a release a consent to participate. Um, it's really, really important for parents to say, Hey, I, I know what my, kind of my parent, my kids are going to be involved in. And uh, this is something they can do. And I've given permission for them to get into that because, you know, good, good activities and good uh, adventures for kids sometimes mean some element of risk, some potential hazard. And uh, we want our kids to grow and become uh, strong and competent, but we want to do that within sort of their ability. So um, it's important for our parents to review that and for them to have a clear idea of what it is that they're signing off on. So uh, really, I always try to remind folks, whenever you're handing out that kind of release form, make sure people know what they're signing and make sure the authorized people are signing it. This is not something you can do on behalf of a parent. I have heard of that happening. That needs to be um, very much avoided. Do not, do not sign on behalf of uh, the person who should be signing. It must be the legal parent or guardian of the child. And then keep copies, as was indicated by the medical team, really good to keep those copies, multiple copies in a binder, available and secure. Um, you don't want it so secure you can't get to it, but you do want it to be secure so that People can't just uh, thumb through information that doesn't really relevant to them. Um, 
Yeah, I was just you. You brought up uh, paperwork and things. Um, there have been uh, people wanting to sign on as volunteers for medical. The sign-on process is still being uh, tweaked and developed because it does have to uh, feather in and coordinate with Department of Homeland Security with Wyoming. So we're putting those pieces together. I'd encourage uh, people that are interested in medical to probably start looking at uh, their their sign-in and being able to get a uh, time slot of when they'd like to uh, be part of the medical team. Uh, probably at the end of the month or the first part of March, would you say that would be uh, the time frame? Uh, Pam and uh, Cindy would be that. That seems to be a, a time when we're going to be able to pull everything together. That's that. That is our goal. And um, in, in looking at just kind of to put things in perspective, from the number of volunteers that we need from the medical team for first responders, physicians, nurses, support staff, we're looking at. 200 volunteers per day for the Camp Ree. So um, that's that's kind of our, <laughs> yes, that's, that's our scope. So um, we've been very blessed so far. Um, I think people are now able to figure out their schedule for this year, take vacation that time, that type of thing. So we are getting more medical volunteer interest, which is, which is wonderful. But as Dr. Mayer said, to get that done now, is um, will be much more beneficial than um, waiting. That we don't want to wait till the last minute. <laughs> no, uh, not on that one. <laughs> uh, uh, really, really good point. And nice to know that uh, there's that coordination with um, with the state of Wyoming. It really, uh, you guys have a very comprehensive program going that's well well designed. So appreciate that. Just a few notes on transportation. Um, if you are driving or um, whatever it, your chosen method of transportation to get to and from the campery, uh, really do take care of your driver selection. Uh, make sure that you are choosing really, really good drivers, enough drivers. You cannot have somebody drive for, you know, indefinite number of hours and expect them to um uh, be clear-headed and be able to avoid some potential emergency on the road uh, as it may come up. You need people who are fresh and uh, give them breaks, switch them out, um, and that they have good driving records. Um, if you're renting a vehicle, uh, please do pick up the rental insurance from the renting agency. You can work with your conference if you have questions about that. Um, and also, if you're driving in from another country, I know uh, being from Canada originally, when I drive up to Canada, I actually get a special card from my insurance company that that lets the Canadian authorities know that, yes, in fact, my insurance does apply in Canada. Uh, it's not necessarily automatic. So you should work with your uh, company as well to make sure if you're coming from outside of the United States that any of those requirements are covered. Also make sure that we provide adequate supervision in vehicles. Let's say you're coming in a bus and uh, you've got, you know, quite a, a load of campers on that bus and some volunteers. Make sure that at least two adults are paying attention at all times. Um, 
really, really important to provide effective supervision. I have to say, when we're traveling, especially traveling at night, um, these are opportunity zones for disaster. So it's really important for us to be extra vigilant when we're uh, in these, these uh, I call them sort of these gray moments, right? Uh, we, where we have a more of a challenge of supervision. It's a little harder to pay attention. That's, that's when some things tend to fall through the cracks. So please do be vigilant about that. Um, as I know you are, you are our partners in, in this as it is. Just a few golf cart safety rules. This was already mentioned a few, uh, a few minutes ago, but also just watch out where you're driving. Make sure that as you're driving along in a golf cart, if you are uh, driving a golf cart, that you're really caring for the other carts, the pedestrians, you're watching out for vehicles, that kind of thing. Riders should be limited to the number of seats. Riders should be limited to the number of seats. Uh, and speed limits must be followed. I know those two are really, really, really hard for us to remember sometimes. So we really need to emphasize that as leaders uh, and help make sure that we remind each other and hold each other accountable in a Christian way. Um, follow directions from our safety security staff. There is a whole other world, the security world. They are there for to keep us safe. They're there to uh, help us. And we really, really appreciate them. Uh, sometimes it's hard to receive direction from, you know, someone who's, who's telling us to do something that we didn't want to do or not to go somewhere where we did want to go. Uh, really, really important that we be leaders and show that uh, cooperation with our security team. I, I was just in an airport recently and I was trying to make a connection and I uh, had to, you know, navigate some complicated um, you know, you're, you're going through all these little gates and there's different, uh, you know, guidance that they give you as far as where you should go. And I could see where I was trying to go and I could see other people look confused. And so I was just going along and they could stop and be confused if they wanted to, but I knew, I knew where I wanted to go. And I received some direction from, uh, the security in that, that airport they had something else on their mind and I didn't understand what they were, uh, what problem they were trying to solve at the time, but you know what? It doesn't really matter if I understand it or not. That's what their role is. It's really, really important for me to put myself aside in that moment and say, Oh, oh okay. This authority person is trying to solve something for someone who needs their help and I can help make that happen. It costs me nothing. It costs me nothing. Two seconds. It doesn't matter. So really important for us to do that um, with our security staff and our medical team as well. Um, if, could I just add a couple of thoughts here when you were talking about the travel um, and uh, my club from here in central Wisconsin, it'll be a 14 hour drive for them. And what I have, they'll be going in a caravan um, of three vehicles. And what I have told the adults, I said, you need to stop every two hours, get out, run around, um, you know, people sitting for prolonged periods of time, you tend to have problems, blood clots can form from lack of movement, that type of thing. You tend to get sleepy and groggy. 
Um, so stop that every two, two and a half hours. The kids will be much more tolerant of the long drive if they can get out and run around as well. And, and, and another um, thing that I, my husband learned the hard way is especially for men, take that wallet out of your back pocket. For most men, it sits right on your sciatic nerve. And before you know it, they've got some sciatic pain running down their leg from sitting on a fat wallet for hours on end. So get that wallet out of your back pocket and, and uh, put it someplace where it's not going to cause you problems. That's really good advice. I have experienced that, uh, that pain. So I also experience some interesting elbow um, numbness because if I always like to prop my elbow on the window and somehow it pinches something and, you know, halfway through a trip, I I'm doing this strange shake, uh, to loosen my, myself up and I get laughed at, but, uh, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, just a note on, on keeping our kids safe from abuse. You know, uh, we have as a church, some fantastic guidelines on, protecting our kids. Really, really good stuff. If, if you're not familiar, and as a Pathfinder leader, I hope you, I hope you are. Um, we have a lot of resources on that. The church manual outlines it very clearly. Um, you know, just ensure that your volunteers are properly screened with the right reference checks, the criminal background screening. Make sure you use the two-adult rule. In transportation and at the campery, uh, there needs to be uh, good supervision uh, taking place. And just know that as we go on these big adventures, there is an increased risk. Uh, but God takes this stuff super seriously. Protecting our kids, whether it's from abuse or injury or uh, a medical, like a sickness type of experience, you know, he takes it extremely seriously. I don't think Jesus ever said anything as bluntly, dare I say, harshly as he did. Uh, and I think it was Luke 17, where he talks about uh, it's better for them, someone who hurts children, that a millstone is put around their neck and they're thrown into the sea. I mean, talk about some strong language. It's, it's harsh stuff. Um, he would rather that than one of the little ones uh, be hurt. So that's, that's a responsibility. It's an awesome responsibility, but we have incredible... Um, volunteers, club leaders, and wonderful professionals like the medical team that's joined me here today. And I hope that as we're debriefing from a great campery later this summer, uh, we can be reminded of the words in Matthew, Matthew 25, verse 21. His Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank you, team, for joining me today and highlighting some of the incredible plans that you guys have and uh, the coordination, but also those points that each of our club leaders, our volunteers need to have as they're preparing to go to the campery. So really appreciate your thoughts today. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Well, it was great to have you. And uh, like we talked about, we're going to prepare all of the sort of the links and the notes and everything so that folks can have this. And you, I really, I ask that 
each of you watching this, share this out with your fellow club leaders, parents, family members um, who are important stakeholders in making sure that this is a success going forward. So thank you all. And we can't wait to see you in Gillette, Wyoming. Stop by the medical building. All right. Thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye. I hope that you found our podcast today informative, that you are feeling equipped for your ministry in a new way. Please don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and fellow ministry leaders. That helps us get our information out to the people who need it the most. And as always, we would love to see your feedback and suggestions on our social media channels. God bless and see you next time.